Thanks. On? Good? Thank you. Well, uh, again, that was a wonderful job. I think they deserve uh, another round of applause. A lot of work goes into something like that, I know, and uh, a lot of thanks to the, uh, our highly proficient and highly technical uh, audiovisual technicians and uh, others working behind the scenes, and I think the pianist really deserves a round of applause. Um, <laughs> not just for her excellent playing, but for her adaptability. And a uh, quick response to the tricky timing that some of uh, the young folks presented, but that was excellent. And really, we've already heard uh, much of the story of what it's about, but there was one thing that struck me in reading over the program uh, prior to the, the uh, production, and it was a line that came out again tonight in reading some of the prelude, and it was, does it fill you with that same wonder? Does it fill you with that same wonder? I want to read a verse from the Bible. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. It says this, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. Years ago, I heard a message by a man, and the title of the message, you know, sometimes you don't even have to hear the whole message, just the title of the message is suggestive to you. And the title of the message was, Have We Lost the Wonder? Have We Lost the Wonder? You know, um, Christmas is a very exciting time. I like, I like time of Christmas, I really do. I like the traditions, I know, you know, we don't have absolute biblical authority for everything we do, but I like the time. I like the songs that we sing. I like uh, the time with family. I like traditions that we have in our own family that have carried on for many years and sometimes for generations. You know, I, I like the whole deal. I'm into Christmas. But you know what? It's different now than it used to be when I was a boy, little boy, a couple years ago. <laughs> and, and maybe you remember, when you think back, I mean, do you remember when you were little, Christmas? I mean, you waited. I mean, you counted the days. You know, you counted the months. And then you counted the days until the time when it came to that last, you know, Christmas Eve. And as a young person, you know, you, you, you were kind of caught in between because you couldn't wait to get to sleep because you knew the next day you woke up, it was going to be Christmas morning. And at the same time, you couldn't get to sleep because you were so excited about Christmas, waking up. And, and I remember when I was growing up, I know it sounds really old school and, you know, dinosaur days, and we walked, uh, <laughs> we walked to school uphill both ways. <laughs> in the snow, barefoot, and all the rest. But anyway, I mean, we got, I, I got a lot of things as, as a young person, but I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I didn't get a Wii, I didn't get an Xbox, I mean, I didn't get any that, anything that elaborate, you know what I mean? It was just simple stuff, but it really didn't matter. You know what I mean? It was, 
It was usually kept hidden from you as best as possible, and it was a surprise what your gift was. And man, you, you know, you could not wait. Now, my wife and I discuss, hey, what, you want to do anything? I mean, what, you know? You know what I mean? I mean, can I, what can I get for you that, and you for me? Or should we just go out and buy it ourselves? I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, it's, it's different, isn't it? I mean, it's exciting if you have children, and it's exciting if you have grandchildren, and to see the excitement with them. But for you, it's kind of like, <laughs> I would like to sleep in. <laughs> but a lot of times that doesn't happen either. But I think about that, the wonder and excitement of what it is with that childlike, enthusiasm and anticipation about Christmas. I met a man one time. It's interesting. Some of you folks here would have known known him. His name was George Aiken. George married a woman named Helen, who I believe was a Werner. Some of you remember Carson Werner from days gone by. But anyway, I met George, and George was like 82 years old when he got saved. And, and it was amazing because George, you'd meet George, and he was like this newborn baby in an 80-year-old man's skin. You know what I mean? He was just had the, had the spiritual enthusiasm of a brand-new babe in Christ, but he was 80-something years old. It was just such a, a strange kind of a mix in some senses. And George knew he could never regain everything in life that he had didn't have from you know, waiting so long or being so long before he became a Christian. But listen, he lived every second enjoying his salvation and the wonder of it. I remember, you know, George and me, George thought everybody was great. You know, George thought everybody who said they were a Christian was, they were a Christian, you know, and they were a good one. And, you know, some of us were praying, I hope he never gets over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> hope he doesn't lose the wonder of what it means to know Christ as Savior. Somebody said, uh, the happiest person in the world is a new Christian before he meets too many theologians. <laughs> you know, and God help us. I mean, you know, you know, you that are here that know me know I'm very much uh, into the truth. I think it doesn't sound redundant to say there's nothing more important than truth. Truth is absolutely vital. What you believe and what you stand for and, and what you fight for. Truth, it's, it's vital, it's important, but you know, you can kind of get over it in one sense and fight so long and stand so long for the truth that you're not really gripped by the truth itself. It's like somebody said, you can work in a bakery until you lose your taste for the bread. Have we lost the wonder? Have we lost the wonder of what this time of year represents? Stories told of a man on a train ride. And they were going through a fairly mundane, you know, just a kind of an average, really in a sense an unspectacular part of country for the most part. And every time they'd pass something, this man would go, wow, look at that. 
Whoa! Isn't that great? Man, look at that. That's fantastic. And finally somebody said, Hey, I don't get it. You know, what's, what's your thing? I mean, every time we pass by something, it's really not that big of a deal. And you, you think it's, you act like it's the most wonderful thing in the world. He said, you know, a week ago, until a week ago, I was blind. And I had surgery. And my sight was restored. And now he says that I can see. Man, it's, everything is wonderful. Because <laughs> he'd had his eyes open. And he could see. You know, those of us who are Christians, we've had our eyes open so that we can see, spiritually speaking. But have we lost the wonder? Have we lost the wonder? The wonder of what that verse says to us, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That one day the second person of the Trinity stepped out of that eternal place, that home in the heavens, came down into this world, as we've heard tonight, to be born of a virgin. God manifests in the flesh. That people could see Him. People could touch Him. People could get close to Him. They could hear Him speak when He was here on this earth. The wonder of that great truth that we use that big term to describe the incarnation that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The wonder of that. The story of Christmas is a story of the supernatural. It's a story of God intervening in the affairs of mankind. It's a story of God come down into this world. And the person in the Lord Jesus Christ. The wonder of that. The wonder of the story of God's salvation. That God so loved... Listen, put your name in it. Not just that He loved the big old world out there. That He loved you, whatever your name is. That God so loved me. That God so loved Larry Price. That He sent His only begotten Son into this world to die that death that He died on Calvary's cross so that I could be delivered and saved from my sin and live forever to be with Him. The wonder of that. Can you remember what it was like when you first trusted Christ as Savior if you were a believer? When you first knew that you knew. And you might not even be able to explain it in all the words and the, you didn't know the terminology and you didn't know the theology maybe, but you knew in your heart of hearts based on the authority of God's Word that something had taken place in your life. That you had come to the Lord Jesus and, and it began to dawn on you, true to His Word, God had saved you. And no matter what else happened in life, you knew the biggest thing was taken care of. The wonder of that. Have we lost the wonder? May God help us this time of year. We'll never be those little children again in that sense. And it won't be exactly the same from year to year, holidays and things like that. But listen, 
I want to say it this way, and it may be ungrammatical or, or grammatically incorrect, I should say, um, as I grammatically correct myself. But there's one thing about the salvation that's in Christ Jesus. It just gets gooder and gooder. <laughs> it just gets gooder and gooder. It does not diminish. It's not like those gifts that sometimes you get, and man, you open it up, and it's the greatest thing in the world for a day <laughs> or a week <laughs> or until the next thing comes out the next year. <laughs> it's not the way God's salvation is. Richer, fuller, deeper, more into it, more unfolding it. It's like the gift that keeps on giving in reality, isn't it? The more you kind of open it up, the more it expands, and the more you can get out of it. The wonder of God's salvation, the newness of it. May God give us a sense of the wonder of what it is God has done through His Son the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look to Him in a word of prayer. Father, we thank You tonight for the Lord Jesus coming to this world. We thank You for the wonder of the story. There's no story like it in the world. The reality of it, it's true. It's not just something we tell the kids and some fairy tale or myth, nursery rhyme stuff. This is real. God was manifest in the flesh. He came into this world, and He loved us enough to go to that cross to die for us. And Father, we just want to take a moment, because there may be some people here tonight who never personally have come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and by, the, by faith, just sort of reached out their hand and accepted and received the free gift of salvation that's in Jesus Christ. Your Word tells us the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, if there's even one here tonight, and they know that they can't say with absolute assurance based on your word that tonight they're saved and their sins forgiven, we pray that they wouldn't miss the essence of what this story is all about. The greatest gift that was ever given, God's Son and salvation. We pray tonight by faith they'd simply... As the Lord said when he was here on earth, with the faith of a little child, come to the Lord Jesus, believe on him, receive him and be saved. And for those of us who are believers, help us to never get over the wonder of it. We give you thanks in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.